Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Round four of the AFL's in the bag, which means we do the first thing we always do. Highlight of the weekend. Brenton, what was your highlight from round four? Oh, I planted a vegetable garden on Saturday and uh, had a, some, some pretty big UFC and Formula One action on the Sunday. So, so re- really supporting your Tigers Big on weekend. One. Big weekend. <laughs> kept, the, kept the microwave out, out of work. Well, I think I'm going to have uh, plenty of free time when it comes October, which the veggies should come to fruition and, and the fruit should be ready by about then. So any going to have, have plenty to do. Anything football related was a highlight at all? Did you? Um, I, I, I watched, that, that I watched it's over. I watched the game and I'm, I'm just stoked that we've um, got dimmer for another couple of years. So that's yeah, great. That's where we're going. <laughs> Josh, what was your highlight from the weekend? Oh, certainly a pick from um, North Melbourne aside. I'd have to say either Boyd's uh, lovely Falcon header, the Falcon. Um, it was an was, amazing yeah. Falcon. That will be in the Wikipedia on Falcon. What I love too, AFL term. I think the Carlton Ruckman was Phillips. I think a young lad who's playing his first year. Um, goes and gives him a little pat on the head. Oh, shit, yes. And Boyd, he knows the camera's on him. He knows he's <laughs> fucked up, and there's nothing you can do about it. There is not a damn thing. This he, like, he's what, six foot seven? Yeah, something like that. It looks like a character from Mad Men or something like that. Something yeah. Like, he's got a Put a leather jacket on him, and you wouldn't want to run into him in a dark alley. I'll tell you what, if somebody in the crowd caught it, it would have been paid a mark, because it was definitely over 15. They were, <laughs> they were tied on not 15 all weekend. That one was fine. <laughs> They were drunk on not 15. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's a shame because that was going to be my highlight for the weekend, but I'll, I'll go back to a positive well, one. I'll, I'll flip over another one then, and it's uh, Koshy calling his own team a disgrace. Yeah. Which, um, he has been just Mr. Positive. Oh, we're in the right direction. We've got the right people. We're fucking loving life. Big dick swinging everywhere. And now he's just gone, that's fucking disgraceful. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, unfortunately, they've gone from a... They're still suffering from their almost one a prelim hangover. Well, they've gone from... Uh, having a game to play in China to wanting to stay there. Um, yeah, it's got the same quality as something made in China, I think, their game plan at the minute. Maybe that's what they, they <laughs> pulled out. Um, now, my highlight was actually in the uh, Saints-Hawthorne game, uh, Nick Rewalt's first goal. It came from a classic Rewalt mark. Um, after oh, yeah. watching him live in his 300th, where he looked cooked, I thought, you know, what they're just they're bringing him through for the, for the merch. Yep. which they then gave away for free. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb bastards. Um, but it was one of those great, big, leaping chess marks that he's made famous for. And he's like, ah, oh, yeah, it's not bad. It was a bit of a throwback, a bit of a tradition for him. Yeah, and it's good to see him actually being a, a throwback to what he used to be instead of exactly. looking at him and thinking, I mean, if, if, if you're running around in circles, you might get put down. Exactly right. <laughs> Uh, he'd have to be sponsored by painkillers by now, surely. <laughs> and tape. Yeah. <laughs> Elastoplast or something. Next to, next to Punner or something, doing yeah. the ultra vitamins or whatever the fuck they're yeah. flogging off. Whoever 
whoever was Juddie's sponsor has jumped on board. Busy. <laughs> um, Elasta Plus, yeah. Um, so let's have a look at the games then. Friday night, we had the absolute cracker that was West Coast Eagles versus somebody. I tell you, it's glad, I'm glad Melbourne Comedy Festival was on because this was just as funny. Oh, gee. It, it, it was boring. It oh, was satire. It wasn't even that. It was just West Coast weren't trying and Richmond were Richmond. It was tough. It was tough to watch. It was, it was tough. I mean, I think um, Lysette, his only regret was he knew he was going to get a week. He thought, why can't it start now? <laughs> why can't I just... I missed the last half of this game and the first half of next week because I don't want to be out here. Yeah. What, what disappointed me most was... Well, actually, the same as last weekend where it was the same mistakes you're always making. And it's almost like it's robotic in the back line. That, that half back line where you'll kick it straight to where they want you to kick it so their zone can adapt to it and then force you to have that turnover. And they made that same mistake the entire night, which was the same mistake they made the week before and the week before that. Let's be honest, though. There was no winners on any line. No. Like, uh, no. Cochin had 29 possessions, but, geez, I, I reckon his effectivity, it, effectiveness rate would have been pretty low. Yeah, but it was probably his best game still for the year. Yeah. But that's yeah. more a reflection of his other games. Uh, well, And I thought Rance got beaten. Yeah, yeah. Time which and time is again. rare you can say that, because he has been the one positive that Richmond have had so far this season, in that he is... All Australian level defender who was looking that way again. When the ball's down there so often, you've got to do something. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think he was beat, even though he had 26 possessions, which for a backman is pretty good. Um, only three tackles, which is, even though Rance isn't really the the tackle machine style backman, it's still not enough. Like that to me says he hasn't got enough pressure on the guy around him. Yeah, and there was no intelligent um, ball movement outside of the back line, especially from yeah. behind, so we're trying to get yeah. out from. We'll watch you. What they do, they get the ball, they immediately look backwards. Yeah. It's mm. the first option is to yep. go backwards. Like, yep. okay, you know, it's a bit um, nafty to say, oh, kick it straight, down the line, long kicks, you know. Yeah. But at least look, Yeah, you know. But there was a couple of times where he's looked, uh, I can't remember who, which player it was, it probably happened more than once, where he's looked directly back, and then back on a 45-degree angle, yeah. and then directly back again. I'm like, God, you're not even yeah. giving yourself a chance. <laughs> yeah, do you know which way we're going? The thing of that, with that, though, it's happening so often, it must be a team rule. Well, that's In thinking. which case... Or they're just dumb bastards. Yeah, you know? I think they're not smart and looking for the easy option. Well, uh, you know, I've got a couple of my supercoach teams, so I'm not entirely against it, but uh, I still want to see a game of footy. Yeah, but just that, that automatic instinct to kick backwards, it's never going to be yeah. a, a, like, especially with the zone defense, you're not going to break zones doing that. And the yeah. only yeah. light was when Dustin Martin dropped back and was starting to take on his immediate defender yeah. and then link up and handball and end up breaking those lines. And like, I think we're saying, we were saying on the last podcast, we're looking at this round or we were just talking about it or watching the game that you need that general at center half back and to be able to direct a pretty um, a playmaker subpar IQ Ooh. back line and so yeah. Dusty he, he has to fit there he's better off utilising the centre and forward line but we need him at centre well, back plenty of sports have that you've got like uh, soccer has the um, midfielder who will be a playmaker they'll set up the play yeah. basketball has the, the point guard who will set the play up tennis he, has yourself well yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you've got to have that person who uh, is safe with the ball and makes good decisions and Richmond do not have that at the moment. Th- um, they do, but he's sitting up in the stands. Well, yeah, yeah. So the problem is they've got to stop worrying, oh, when does Lids come back? You know what? Yeah. He's not. He's gone. Yeah. He's left you. And if you're on the next Lids, then you're probably trade bait. So <laughs> fuck out. Um, although you can make some easy money if you're a Tiger supporter. Just put your money on Kane Lambert to kick first goal. Three from four so <laughs> far. I was going to say, because you may as well work weekends. <laughs> he knows that the sub rule's out, yeah? He can't yeah. just kick his goal and then fuck off. <laughs> yeah. You may as well. Yeah. 
I don't know what else he had going on for the yeah. night, but first goal, get out there. He had nothing going on the rest of the night. He was like, sweet, got mine. You right. guys got to get your shit. I suppose we'd better talk about some positives about West Coast as well. <laughs> Nick Nat. Well, they got through this one. Yeah. Nick, Nick Nat didn't kill percentage. anybody. They got some percentage, which may come in handy for one or two at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, Elliot Yo, I thought, had his best game for the year. He did. So they, um, And they did it with Prittis sitting up in the stand, but I reckon they played better with Prittis in the yeah. stands. Oh, that was a bit cheeky. That's a look at Richmond warming up and went, oh, Prittis. Have a seat, mate. Yeah. Just walk yourself up. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Rucks obviously won it for him. Poor old Hampson. He was, was uh, well and truly cooked in the first quarter. With yeah. The amount of strapping it on that leg. But he looked cooked in the last quarter of our last game. He definitely did yeah. something wrong. So I was very surprised that he got selected. I think it was more out of necessity as opposed to well, think, he's the one you want. Well, <laughs> you'd put Marrick in there if he was ready. And they must have thought he's yeah. just not quite right. So we'll run Hampson into the ground. And then bring Mark back. <laughs> I would like to up. see the young fella. I think his name was Chol, who played one oh, of the, the skinny lad. Runs. Yeah, little young fella. Yeah, yeah. Give him a run. Why not? I guess that's he's the only one, fit bloke going around. So why not? Positive for Richmond is that uh, Marich is coming back, which he is an on-field leader. Um, he's competitive as fuck, and when the team needs to lift, he'll make sure everyone's heads well, uh, lift up. If he has a swing at Ty Vicker, he'd be better than Lysettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the, terrible. The old. Um, Finger poke of death, almost that was. I like they said, "Oh, it's a jumper punch." But we forgot to grab the jumper. Yeah. Like, yeah. What a ruckman! <laughs> what a ruckman thing to do. But anyway, so the West Coast Eagles just you know gently running themselves into form before their big clash with Sydney next week. So oh, they did enough. But... Winners across every line. Yeah, um, but it wasn't exciting though. It was shit. No, it was no and that's kind of the depressing part. Uh, West Coast just kind of did it in a canter yeah. and just. It was like they just felt bad at one stage. Yeah. They're just uh, like, guys, you, you want to just, you know, we'll swap. We'll, some of you guys put on our Guernsey, you put on yours, and we'll, we'll have a bit of fun with it. But uh, then they go, all right, you got Ty Vickery. Like, nah, fuck you. You can keep yeah. him. We're not, not changing minds. The, the other thing is... Oh, here, here. No, I was just going to say, Jack Darling took some nice grabs, and Josh Kennedy was kept quiet, yet they still put on a 10-goal win. So yeah. um, they got options. And we'll bring it on to it later, but there are a lot of really bad calls with the 15 metres in this game as well. Oh, so, all I, weekend. I can think of all one game weekend. where that'll come up. Yeah, well, that's why I'll put it in here now. Because <laughs> the umpires were a shit-ass, but I can't even complain because they had nothing to do with the result. <laughs> so, Speaking of countries, <laughs> Essendon versus Geelong on uh, on Saturday was oh. the, the country match where they had Sheeran out the back and... Um, John Williamson was at the ground was singing uh, Waltzing Matilda. Yeah, Funny thing was, he was partway, he was, you know, down like row B or whatever... Uh, near the boundary, he's playing along, and then the you know the timer for the bounce, yeah, and it's yep. come down to thirty seconds. He's been given the wind up, and so he starts getting up tempo a bit, and he's like, well, and then it's just like, and puts puts the thing away, and it's ten nine, yeah, good on. gets bounced, so better than time is run, better than in excess last year in the round one. That was still in the goal square when the belt ball was bounced. They're going, nah, man, you never tear us apart. Yeah, I don't care. Get off the fucking park. Got second best player, too. <laughs> May as well. You're going to lay a shepherd or something. Yeah. But yeah, I was at this game, and I tell you what, it was it was the country footy round, and they played true country footy. Oh, wasn't it great? In that I think half the players were pissed. <laughs> um, um, you know when you get nice free-flowing games where you're at the ground, you can see players running to position, and you go, oh, here they go, they're on here. This was the exact opposite. Every player was flat-footed, standing with their thumb up their fucking ass, uh, except Merritt. Um, Walla, uh, Walla was Zacharias good, yeah. and yeah, Tipungudi. He was, he was pretty damaging the first half, um, he's, he's without great. threatening to bust the game open. 
Yeah, he's been great. He's been a real find for them. I think. Um, I should yes. Um, I thought of something during the week actually. Uh, so, Essendon obviously lose their twelve players this year, which means they get to blood a lot of youngin. Yeah. Um, they might keep Matty D, like we spoke about. Mm. They found Waller, who's awesome. You're going to get more time into Darcy Parish, Martin Gleeson, uh, Zach Merritt's become a leader, and so on and so forth. A lot of those yeah. guys. So. Let's say they lose one or two of their 12. They get another couple of draft picks. They get another two top 10 picks this year. So that's four top 10 picks in two years. Yep. If they win a premiership in four years, does that mean the whole thing was worth it? Yes. Oh, if, if yes, but they won't. Yeah, they could. There's every chance they could. If you get another couple of top 10 picks... I can't see it happening for the sole reason that you're going to have a lot of players who are still contracted are going to bugger off because of free agency and still sue the club and make a profit. And there's your there's your picks. There's uh, your picks. It could end up being like Carlton where they end up being like a, a, a breeding nursery when they finally get drafted and play into a good team who get to play finals as well. So it could, trouble could be holding on to their players. It could. I mean, they're going to have that trouble this year. Um, but I just think it might be at all upside for them. And even the suing them, that's only the fucking insurance company yeah. is going to pay that. I yep. think that there'll be especially a lot of Essendon supporters that are like, fuck it, means we've got 17. <laughs> Probably a class action from the supporters as well. You <laughs> means, this. means they got 17 flags and Carlton's only got 16. Oh, they don't give a shit. There is upside potential, don't get me wrong. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think um, the possibility of it happening is far, far um, less chance than the team just being mediocre for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, uh, especially because their, their spending has just been spiralling out of control. Um, yeah. was, is this Conor McKenna's first game after being promoted off the rookie list as well? Uh, I think so. It's not his first game, but first game no, since off, promotion. Off the yeah, so he's played a role and done a good job. Got plenty of game time without a sub now, and um, mm. would like to hear what he thought about it, but can't understand what he says. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, he predicts these things. <laughs> Brendan Goddard wasn't too bad either. Um, he's doing all right with his job. Yeah, and uh, Stokes and. Um, Kelly. Kelly against their old club. Yeah, Stokes had a, a nice little goal and geez, he let a few blokes know about it. But in the <laughs> end, when you're getting... They, they were handled. Um, they weren't getting smashed, but they were never really looking like they were going to um, have a crack at the game. It's one of those games where if the umpires had their choice, they wouldn't give out all six votes. Yeah. I think no. You give out a two and a one. Nobody really got a three. Um, and you look at Menzel. Six shots on goal yeah. for zero five and one Travis Cloak. So, geez, and one of them was from, I reckon, 12 metres out, maybe on the corner of the goal square. Yeah, well, it can be tricky, that breeze, when you're in a country game. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have no idea how you... like. Whenever players miss easy shots, there's always the bloke in the crowd going, oh, I could have fucking done that. This time he was right. Yeah, yeah, I think anybody could have got I reckon it. you could have polled the crowd and at least 70% of people could have hit that. I just feel sorry for whoever at AFL.com had to watch through the game to get the highlights for the highlight <laughs> yeah, reel. For the package. Poor bastards. <laughs> so, uh, one player who I thought had a great game was uh, Naki Akokotu. Uh, he's been a bit in and out, but uh, he had some nice rundown tackles, some nice pressure, and was generally useful, which uh, not a lot of players on that field could have said Is that. first game back from... Suspension, suspension or no, second, second, second game back yeah so oh, I could easily be wrong he's uh, easing into it I thought uh, Stevie Motlop actually showed like he wanted to be there for a change too which was um, unlike about 35 other players out there uh, watching him off the ball I didn't I didn't feel that way um, he was just kind of jogging but he wasn't the only one uh, and there was a bit Ooh. of drizzle so I guess for him you know, that's better than standing still yes yeah, is what is he true. usually does yeah yeah um, like, supremely talented player but doesn't seem to give as much of a fuck as he should. Just checking the stats there, Ben. Does it say how many clearances Harry Taylor got? 
Uh, it was a big uh, eight. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, it's just no, a zero. No clearances. Zero. Oh, it doesn't record it. That's a shame. All right, on to the next game, Hawthorne versus St. Kilda. Um, it was a good close game. Umpired well and uh, got through the win. <laughs> so we move on to the next one. Uh, no, are we, are we want to talk more about it? Oh, I tell you what... Um no, I know you think. There's not saying that umpires don't decide matches, but fuck, they did a fair shake of it in this one. No, it, it was all right. I mean, of course, they missed that holding the ball um, from Piopolo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, it, it all ends up in the in the end. Um, it, it goes back, and I, know, I remember saying this a lot last year. It's Dana White. Don't leave it in the hands of the judges. Yeah. You can't blame one bad decision, or in this case, two in a row. Exactly. Yeah. And, the, and they were shocking decisions. Yeah. Yeah, look, without the, a doubt. If the ball's in your back line, get it out of there. Um, I mean, yeah, you should. They did. They kicked it fifteen plus meters. It yeah. should have been a mark. Yeah, but it's a fuck up. You go well. You know, it didn't go our way today. At, at least force the boundary, or you know, backmen don't have a lot of options these days. Uh, but uh, geez, run it back through for a a point, waste time, whatever. You, you need to be smart about it. Or just don't get yourself in that position. Like yeah. Paddy McC- uh, McCartan, he's got to kick that goal when he took that absolute scream of a yeah. mark. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those kind of things. Um, in the first quarter, when you're sitting on your hands doing nothing, um, you, you can blame all those kind of things. But when it's late in the game, you, you look at them and you go, oh, we could have done better. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say, it's lucky Dick Smith uh, selling off their TV is cheap because I can think of at least four Baldwins are going to need <laughs> new ones after this weekend. What's our rule? No name-dropping broken ill people. Yep. <laughs> Um, I thought Lee Montagna had a good game as well and uh, Armitage down back for, for the Saints. Uh, but I'll echo what um, Clarkson said after the game. I think it's the second week in a row where the better team lost. Yeah. The Saints played much better than Hawthorne. Echo what Clarkson said after the game. Fuck, that was lucky. Well, yeah, that's exactly what he said. We were lucky. But, uh, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, big Nick Revolt. Uh, like you were saying before, he, he turned it back a bit. He took a couple of nice grabs, especially that, just the big chest mark 40 metres out. Um, it looked like... It, the Rewild Revolt. He's the only one that uh, picked it right in uh, slightly tricky conditions down there. I mean, there was no Melbourne versus North Melbourne breeze, but there was a breeze there. <laughs> and look, if we're being totally honest, uh, I don't think even the most positive St Kilda supporter would have expected it to go down to the wire like it did. No, no, absolutely um, not. And if you put money on St Kilda, fuck me, um, you're optimistic. But let's do a little uh, role play. Let's pretend, Brenton, we'll start with you. I'm Batman. Uh, you're coaching uh, a fictional side, the university students. You're right. coming up against Hawthorne next week. Yep. What's the first thing you're going to think about? Take Sam Mitchell. Are you going to take Sam Mitchell? <laughs> I think take Sam Mitchell. Why are you going to take Sam Mitchell? Well, because what I was thinking was that when I was actually watching this game, I noticed that what got Saints the momentum to get back in front of the first first point was uh, halfway through the third quarter where they started controlling the center clearances and stopped letting Sam Mitchell just be an absolute shark and, and handled off and set up a free-running Hawks game. If you have a look at the second quarter, actually, is when uh, Sam Mitchell... <laughs> A, a fate for a high free kick and it turns out he had blood pissing out his face so <laughs> if he's faking he's a very yeah, good faker he committed to it but yeah. he went off of the blood rule bang 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 couple of quick goals there they go what do you so, know so the thing is cut him maybe that was cut him or tag him <laughs> the game yeah. I was watching so yeah I was looking at that going well well there's your, there's your key right there and then you look at it Sam Mitchell 44 posies and 31 handballs a so, lot of handballs and the thing is that's all around the tight contest which, which yep. frees up their runners but having him in the middle of the contest means you can have other guys around the, around the outside. Yeah. You know, receivers, you don't need four guys running in all trying to win the contested ball. They trust that Mitchell's going to do it or at the very least force a ball up. See, this is where Saints really miss like having that cannon fodder player like Farron Ray in their squad. <laughs> <laughs> where you just stick him on, stick him on uh, Sam Mitchell and say, look, you're not going to run heaps. Just make sure he doesn't do anything good with the ball. Yeah. Hey, he looks a lot like this Ray Farron bloke that North picked up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I thought it was also very weird from Hawthorne where 
so Ruffy's out, but it's all right. You got Jack Gunston. Um, Shuey's had a couple of bad games, so he got dropped for Timmy O'Brien. So they made Tim O'Brien the focal point down forward and put Jack Gunston behind the ball for a lot of the game. And I felt like that's just what they were missing was a forward yeah. target. Yep. But right at the end, when we're like, all right, shit, we've got to win this by kicking goals into the breeze, what do you know? Um, Gunston goes forward. Um, yeah. Didn't kick him, but he was at least a target. Yeah, Sicily was doing pretty good too. He's done all right. Like, um, he's, like we've been saying, he's probably still a couple of weeks away from being an AFL footballer. What I love about that is uh, one day he's going to play shit and then I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter how many goals he kicks up until then. Well, <laughs> he'll, have, he'll have a shocker. I'm like, see, told you. I Fucking told you I'd so. I'd rather make the, the big calls and be proven wrong by the team winning yeah. than vice versa. So, like, take yeah. it to the bank. And you know what? I was like, I got pulled up for this online as well, being such a pessimistic um, follower for yeah. Hawthorne. And I blamed my dad. Because he's a Richmond supporter. So I've taken the Richmond supporting mentality into coaching a team that actually has success. Yep. And it's not healthy at all. Yeah, but I'd feel much more comfortable being a Richmond supporter if we just won four in a row. Like, it's much <laughs> well, easier to take all the... It reaming. should be. In fairness, um, old mate um, Jeff tried to do a bit of a Richmond supporter thing by sacking Clarkson every chance he got. Oh, yeah, he gave back it a in go. Back um, I, he's probably starting to come around that he might have uh, jumped the gun a bit. He might have. It was in 2015, uh, 14, that one, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I was saying before, is that footy's better when your team's shit. <laughs> you, well, we say that, were we? Yeah, it could be... Um, it, well, I don't think you were, because you haven't lived long enough for Hawthorne to be shit. I've seen us go shit. But, um, yeah... That, more, that was just tanking to get drafted, yeah. so that's all. You're more impartial when you go to the footy. You actually enjoy it. You don't have that vested interest into um, having your heart ripped out of your chest yeah. and thrown by, onto a By half time the game's over, you can enjoy your pie. Well, you know, yeah. throw all the players if you, if you like it. <laughs> enjoy half of it and enjoy the other half by just, yeah, tossing it at yeah. someone. You can enjoy a mid-strength Carlton draft. Which is a, another great uh, effort from the Bulldogs on their um, banner this yeah. year. But, oh, uh, how good do they mean? We'll have a look at uh, Brisbane Lions and Gold Coast. Um, another tip killer, this one. Fuck me up. Uh, but what was funny was it wasn't um, like Brisbane caught them on the hop or anything like that. It was a grind and they had yeah. to grind it out or lay them out, whichever way you like. Brisbane got caught on the hop um, of May. He fucking put uh, Martin right into May. Yeah, uh, got uh, referred direct to the tribunal on that one. So he did something similar last year and got three weeks. Is that against North? Um, not that I can remember. No, I can't remember either. Uh, look, let, let's be honest. Uh, it makes a great highlight, but he's fucking gone. Yeah, well, he's been referred directly to the tribunal. So he got three weeks last year for something similar. Jeremy Cameron got four weeks in the preseason uh, for collecting someone in the in uh, breaking his jaw. He might have been a Brisbane player, actually, Matheson. Um, so I think it's it's got to go five, doesn't it? Five down to four, I'd say. Um, he can't get down. Oh no, he won't be. Uh, they won't be. I think it'll be guilty. four up to five. Um, yeah, four to five. No one's suggesting he did intentionally or anything, but he's left the ground. He's gone yeah. past the ball. And the he meant it. Yeah. <laughs> made contact. And the fact that uh, Gaza gave um, old uh, Martin a bit of a, a helping along in the direction has no bearing on it. That's just no, That's just two players running for the ball harassing each other. Four metres before the contest. There's that's people a, who've never played footy talking about that shit. Yeah, yeah and it, it's just a, a crazy thing. And the, the clip of that has gone global. People in the NFL are looking at it going, oh, fuck. Yeah, well, it can, it can happen. Like those rugby players are tough. I was like, yeah. fuck you. Same old story. But I think for the sake of consistency, well, MRP consistency, you'll get two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good bloke. He'll get off. 
Um, it, I think the first time since Dean Solomon, he came out directly after the game and apologised. <laughs> you know, it, when you go to, to the to president and say, look, I fucked up, you, you know, you, you're in for a few. Well, well, he's had to apologise twice because Martin hasn't remembered either of them. Well, the mate, thing is, Solly's his direct coach, so maybe you said, oh, mate, too. here's what two. you do when this happens. Mate, get the know, fuck out of there right now. I didn't put two and two together there. <laughs> I understand. Because he's even the backline coach, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, you put his arm around him and say, mate, if you're going to do it, do it yeah, properly. Do you reckon there's a little Stop part of him that's kind of proud? Just like, I don't think so. Not even like, a little Mate, part. you fucked right up, but jeez, you fucked him right up. Nah, not even close. So you can forget, forgive that shit if you win. I tell you what, um, so. the uh, Lions have already said that Martin's going to line up next week, which is fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, he didn't go to hospital or anything, but... He fucking should have. If, if you've had a little night-night during the middle of the match, yeah. you know what? Let's let's have a rest next week. Come back out the week after. Literally, I would support a mandatory uh, time off for concussion. Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be something because, uh, like, I think even Lepich brought it up. We've just lost um, Brown in, in the last couple mm. of years to concussions. Yeah. Maguire was the same at Brisbane, yep. and then Clark earlier this year at twenty three. Start thinking about it. This is the problem: mm. is that with concussion and other sports, like we we obviously follow UFC in that with their concussion, they have a mandatory suspension of usually sixty days and whatnot. Yeah. But mm. the true recovery, they don't fight again in, in the octagon for another probably six to eight months. Yeah. But so there's a difference though in the UFC because they only fight twice a year. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not so much your knockout concussion as your constant beating around the head. So the next, yeah. in order to recover from those injuries, it really takes six months to a year, which is terminal for a career in football because you can't just sit out a year and come back from concussion. and, and Unless well, you go and take AOD 9604. Yeah, yeah. It's or, a liability that teams aren't going to take on. Well, there's a difference between UFC, which is repeated um, spinning head hits kind of thing, and this one, which was pretty much, you know, just car getting... crash. Yeah, a car crash, like getting banged on the head and then half the time it's the fall because yeah. they, they go a little bit wobbly, the knees aren't there and they fall and then whiplash into the ground and bang, that, yeah. uh, that's what puts them out. But, um, like look, knocked out. Well, yeah, that's exactly what happened. But um, there weren't 40... Like the UFC. There weren't 43 <laughs> head punches. Before. Well, the average... Uh, what's the average head hit in the UFC these days? I think it's uh, high 30s per round. Why not? Yeah. How many uh, knockout punches though per round? <laughs> One. Well, if it's knockout, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Um, I thought there was some great run from um, Hanley and Zorka. Zorka is one of the better players of the weekend. I thought, geez, he showed some uh, showed some run. Yeah, um, it's almost a shame that they've they've probably got um, a good enough ten in their team. Yeah, but their next twelve players just aren't average, aren't there yet. Yep. Um, but geez, they do have some absolute class. The Brisbane Lions. So it's good to see them get up. Um, on, on the other side of it, I mean, they curbed um, Hall and Ablett. Uh, who have been running right this year. Curved whole injury in the last, didn't he? I think so. Is it, I thought so too, or? but then I was looking back over the um, transcript and apparently not. He had a... Oh, really? Maybe had a, a bit of a niggle at one stage and oh, okay. played out the game and everything. Because uh, the reason I was looking at it was because North have got uh, Gold Coast next week. Yeah, they yeah. do. That's a big out. Yeah, I'm going to say... I, I don't I, think he's out. Yes, yeah, if he was. If he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. It'll be interesting to see if he does or not. Um, is that up there or down here? I think it's up there, uh, isn't it? I believe so, it's up there. We'll have a look later yeah. on anyway. Um, and big Tommy Lynch, uh, clearly the best Tom Lynch in the league, is now leading the Coleman as well. Not bad after four is rounds. He really? Yeah, hmm. he's, he's two ahead of uh, uh, Buddy and a couple of others. Wait, wait Wait's on, too. I think he's, yeah, 18 uh, versus Wait, Buddy and... Uh, somebody else on 16. Somebody else on 16, yeah. Could, could even be the other Tommy Lynch for all I remember. Yeah, that's. I was actually noticing this the other day, is that I think... I don't know if you remember our last season predictions. 
Kind of. Let's go with it. It seems like they're coming true this year as opposed <laughs> to last year. Like, we picked the demise of Fremantle. I think I had Jared Waite as a roughie for the Coleman. Um, all terrible picks last year, but yep. if we just fast forward, they're all starting to come true now. So maybe we're if ahead we of the game. just go back and amend the date, yeah, we're doing all right. Maybe we're ahead of the game. I, I still pick Buddy for the Coleman this year. Um, I think he's going to come on. Yeah, but who'd you pick last year? That's a really uh, important yeah, information. I can't remember. <laughs> I'd probably pick Buddy again. Um, uh, yeah, there was uh, a few times where Zorko ran away from um, Adam Saad, and I got uh, big yeah. raps for Adam Saad, so he, he's done well if he's yep. managed to do that. Plus, Zorko hasn't had the best consistency this year, but... Um, Ah, he's getting there. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. Actually, it's only Wayne and Franklin on 16. Next is uh, Eddie Betts on 13. And then Brent Harvey on 12. Fuck, he'd be, he'd be happy with himself. Well, he kicked half of those yeah. in one game. So. He did. <laughs> um, let's move on to Carlton and the Bulldogs. A little bit more fire in this game than I, I thought there would have been. Yeah. Um, but sadly, for the second week in a row, the Bulldogs have ended with an injury list, which is just going to really hurt them going uh, along. Being completely honest, North play Bulldogs after Gold Coast. So... For North's position, having Johannesson out kind of works because he's a lethal player. But so you're happy that Johannesson and Murphy have both been injured? No, not that's at all. I, that's what I, I heard wanna, you say. I want to see those said? guys play. You make fun of people in wheelchairs too. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. They're not going to chase you upstairs. But um, no, seeing those guys play is one of the reasons why you go to footy. Um, if you're a West Coast supporter and you've gone to the Richmond game, you've probably enjoyed the first quarter and then fucked off home. But uh, you want to see the best players possible playing the game. And those are players that you'll go to the game to watch. It, at least he he did his hammy or the tendon or whatever it was, kicking a goal from outside 50. So, mm. um, But like we said last week, mate, shave your head. Yeah. As soon as that hair comes back, you're no good. Yep. Um, so he's hopefully he's learned his lesson from that. And he'll uh, go on to bigger and better things. Um, he'll use his head, a bit like <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy Boyd. But uh, otherwise, look, I mean, was anybody... Uh, the only surprise was really that the result was as close as it was. Yeah. Um, but well, it, it ran away. Yeah, they, they got off the gas after halftime, really. It was just, you know, they were, they were keeping the game, uh, using it as a bit of a training run. Because usually Carlton, you know, of last year, they get on the gas before the game. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this is the fourth game in a row. We've got to say, Carlton, yeah, the effort was there. Yep. Yeah. Um, the polish isn't, but the effort is. You reckon every player has been told, lads, you need to prove your spot? Because... Well, uh, they cleared out half of them last year anyway, so they know that there's um, there's certainly precedent. Well, and they know that uh, other teams are going to looking at them for trades. So, <laughs> you know, it's worked out well for other teams so far, so I reckon a lot of them will be looking, well, we need a forward, let's uh, let's see what Carlton's got. Um, Maybe Casbot can kick him. They looked all right down back too. Weedering's just put in another superb um, effort. I think his worst game for this year will yeah. be still okay. Yeah, I, I think, think he's still that- better than bloody half the backman in the comp. Well, there's a good chance he could be leading their best and fairest. It could be too, yeah. Oh, like It looked like Cripps after round one. Remember how good Cripps looked yeah. at Richmond? But he's, yeah. I think other clubs noticed that too and thought, all right, we've got to put a bit of time into him. Yeah, especially around the centre. That's what you've got to put a bit of time into Weedering too because, geez, if you want to get someone on board, he's the bloke. Well, it's hard yeah. with the uh, uh, with a key backman or because you know even if he doesn't go to the number one key forward, he goes to the number two and he's damaging because he's yeah. comfortable. Well, and that's the thing is that Western Bulldogs are a very attacking team, yep. and they kicked very they kicked a uh, good uh, conversion rate of thirteen goals seven, and it was still only eighty five points against probably who the Wooden Spooners. Yeah, imagine what will happen if uh, Sydney pick up Weedering for ten years, million dollars a year. <laughs> I think Eddie McGuire will just implode, won't he? Or oh, I don't know. See, there'll be a little part of him that'll be like, yeah, fuck you, Carlton. At the end of the day, <laughs> he's still Collingwood through and through, so he hates Carlton more than anyone. Oh, yeah. Um, he'll he'll find a way, um, 
but uh, look, I, I think he's going to be somebody that'll hang around. They they do well. They're about the only ones they hang on to. Uh, Carlton is their number one draft picks because they've got a few of them. Yeah, actually, yeah, they've got four they? running around at the minute. Although they they have to hang on to him because it's the only the only thing they can build a team around is defence at the moment because their forward line can't kick for shit. Mm-hmm. Poor lads. Um, but the Bulldogs, they'll have to show some uh, real adversity. I, I don't know if you'd put a line through them for top forward just yet. Um, I think they've still got enough class across the board. And Eastern Wood comes back next week. Yeah. So. I I think they're still going to give it a damn good shake because you look at, uh, they've got so many players that could be walk-up starts in other teams. Um, you know, Stringer, he is one of the most damaging players you're going to see for a while and his athleticism is just crazy. Yeah, but one goal from the last two games though. Yeah, for and a, that's true. For a bloke that runs out of the goal square. Yeah. yeah. He hasn't had a great return, but he's a bloke you'd gladly have on your team. Uh, and then you can throw Definitely. you know, Libertore, Wallace, um, DeBont in there as well. I think Suckland's had a good season as well. I think he has too. He's um, shown a bit of maturity. Yeah, and just um, it's like he's found his own little role because he came across from Hawthorne, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and he's there. I mean, you're going against people. It's pretty hard to find what you can do on the field with surrounded with such talent. So I find there he's been able to f- uh, roam a bit more free. I think too he's been given a bit... Uh, the reason he's given a bit more freedom is because he does have that experience. Yeah, that's true. Now, you multi-premiership player, you're going to be given uh, a bit of freedom in how you express yourself on the field. Yeah. I'm just thinking, he's probably the only bloke on the Bulldogs list with a premiership medallion too. Yeah. Uh, just running through my head, I don't think of any others, but uh, anyway. one for one for the people to look up. Yeah. yeah there you go, Gordo. <laughs> yeah. Go check that one out. Alright, so on to, uh, that game was, you know, sort of, it just petered out. It did what it was supposed yeah. to do. Yep. But then we had Saturday night with Sydney uh, going over Adelaide and Damn, weren't the Adelaide crowd oh, ready yeah. for it? Yep. You could have the, the absolute most surest bet you could make was that uh, there was going to be some booing, and I've never heard it louder. And Fucking it was great. Racist. It was vaudeville. Um, it was booing the villains, especially when uh, Buddy took a mark on the edge of the goal square and gave the little Joe the Goose handball to tip it. Yeah. <laughs> you just know it was like <laughs> it was beautiful. I love booing the players for that because it's yeah. emotion. They got into it. It made it a different atmosphere. It was yeah. great. Although, as far as I'm concerned, you pay your money, you can boo, as long as you're not swearing around kids and shit, um, which is all, well, something I have to watch myself with. But um, that's part of the game. Like it's, These guys are... I don't think Tippett's going to walk away going, oh, everyone hates me. Yeah, go he's going to think, I kicked two. He's going to go fine. wipe his tears with $100 bills. Yeah. Um, you know, manage 35 hitouts too, which is a pretty good return from any Ruckman. Yeah, he's done all right. Um did, uh, I don't think Sinclair um, did all that much. I mean, he's been handy for him this year, um, but it's good to see that the part-time Ruckman and Tippett, who's actually spending more time in the Ruck than he is forward, mm. yeah, he's still doing all right. Yeah. And uh, four weeks in a row, Buddy's had his lazy four goals. Yep. Yeah. Not a bad effort from the big fella. And the funny thing is, watching this game, there's a, I just felt like Sydney were always going to find a way to get across the line, and obviously they didn't. They didn't, yeah. So I think it's a feather in the cap for the Crows. So a lot of times you'll, you'll see them, especially against North in last year's uh, final, where you're like, I'm just not sure if they've still, they still mm. can get there or not. And I think they've um, capitalised on that and come out this season and looking red hot. I'll tell you what, though. How, like, we'll pump up Taylor Walker. That vision to just see Eddie Betts running into the open 50, giving him the long handball, and you just see Eddie yeah. big, big fucking shit-eating grin, grabbing it and putting the game out. Yeah. Um, those two have combined so well in the forward line, like a, a tall and a small forward. I, I can't remember the last time I've seen a better combination. Yep, that's be Buddy and Cyril, probably. Probably, but, you know, yeah. then again, Eddie Betts is one of the best small forwards oh. going around at the moment. Yeah. Nick Rewalt, Stevie Milne. Yeah, it's yeah. not bad. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, Chad Wingard, Jay Shooks. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of any others. Lacroix <laughs> <laughs> and Kennedy last year. Yeah. So besides oh. all the others we can think of, Lacroix's nah. that small. Lacroix's <laughs> about six foot four. I don't know. I just made that up. He could be six two. I don't know. Ah, he's probably about six two. Yeah, let's go with that. Um, Heaney chipped in for a nice couple of goals as well. Um, yeah. Yep. Looking like uh, no second year blues for him. And I think especially for Heaney, he's not much to him. He's still a bit skinny, still a bit young, but he's very good at the one-on-one contest. He just knows how to yep. position his body and use his body to put the ball in a place where he's going to be able to take advantage of it. Uh, he's a real competitor, isn't he? Yeah. Speaking of, do you reckon Parker's sitting on 12 votes about now? Nah. I don't think he gets three votes out of this one, but we we'll get uh, something. He, he might pick up a one, but it'll be his first one vote for the year. Um, so probably pretty close to double figures, yeah. I reckon. It's hard to get a sympathetic ear of the umpires in Adelaide Oval as well. So <laughs> it's hard to hear well, anything. Yeah. Well, these days, um, if the team doesn't make finals, apparently the drinking game is every time you get votes, you have a, a drink. He'll be pissed by round six at the Brown line <laughs> if Sydney, uh, uh, the team, comes down. Um, Rampy makes a difference down back as well. Um, it was something that uh, was a worry for Sydney going to this year and a bit of an issue losing Malcheski. Uh, I thought Rampy, a lot of the times, he was their last hope um, heading down back. Yep. So if he can get rid of that stupid fucking moustache, he's <laughs> going to have a few few fans out there. He's got, people are going to start after being uh, concerned with him. But uh, no, it was an absolute cracker of a game and something that you'd... Uh, it's a shame you couldn't send this one over to China and show them what the game's meant to look like. Yeah, well, you know, most exciting thing happening in Adelaide, well, for ages, actually. <laughs> but 52,000-odd, um, so many so that they had people on the roof Just watching the game. I, I did see that. That was a nice little touch. Um, a good, good vantage point. I'll be honest, I couldn't have done that. I could not have sat on the nope, roof watching No it. chance in hell. Um on to the Sunday games now. GWS scored their highest score ever in an absolute walkover in Port Adelaide, yep. um, which I thought was a horrible thing to see. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, I hate seeing this as much as I actually haven't seen Richmond win. So <laughs> <laughs> It was horrible because yeah. I was expecting 100 points. Well, can we, can we say GWS are a legit top eight side now? Because I, I reckon they are. Uh, I think we've been saying it from the get-go. Well, yeah, so we were right all along, and uh, everyone in the mainstream media was wrong. So you heard it first here. This is usual. Expert panel. Um, Rory Lobb, uh, he's taken some absolute powerhouse marks all year um, for, yep. for the Giants. Um, don't know where he's come from. I, kept, I think I called him Stuart for the first couple of games. <laughs> um, so that's how unknown he was. But geez, uh, he's uh, that bailout option, because you got Patton running up the ground. Yeah. Um, you can kick him from 60 without any trouble. You got Lobb who's taking marks in the goal square. I tell you what, if they had Jeremy Cameron running at his feet, that's yeah. one of the most dangerous forward lines going around. Yeah, mm. that's not good for a young side. That's just good. Especially if you got Mummy there who can just drop in and out as well and just bowl people over. Well, yeah. these guys, uh, if, if everyone stays together, which so far the vast majority have, they're maybe three years away from a nice premiership window. Oh, imagine if they had all the players that they lost, yeah. like mm. um, Trelaw, who's going well. Uh, Miles, um, O'Rourke, even yeah, and there's Bruce, Bruce, mm. yeah, mm. you know, there's a few more. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's the way that they built their list that they'd have yeah. all these young stars, and you're going to lose some anyway. But I think there's going to be a change of mentality pretty soon once everyone realizes. I expect them to play finals this year. It's only round four, but you know, based on their list, how they're going, their game plan, everything about it, you'd have to say that'd be. Um, a realistic expectation to play finals and maybe even win one, which would piss off all Richmond supporters. I wonder, yeah, I wonder how much they're going to regret that loss to Melbourne in round one. That might really come back to hurt them, Could I do. think, towards the end of the year. 
But the uh, thing is, if they uh, if they start playing finals this year and next year they play finals again, all of a sudden they're a destination team. Like, uh, people want to get on board on a team that's going on the way up. I don't yeah. know. I, I lived out in Blacktown. I wouldn't call it that much of a destination. <laughs> no, but people did trade into Brisbane when they know. were on the up and then got the fuck out afterwards. But, yeah. Brisbane's very much different to Blacktown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you go there and it's pretty tough to get out, so pretty destination. Yeah, with your car on, bricks. Yeah. <laughs> Port Adelaide's the same, but um, everyone's sort of in and out of that at the moment. But well, um, What's going on with Port? Uh, I think they've won four of the last 20 or something stupid like that? Honestly, I have no fucking idea because they were, like, everyone would uh, be quite happy if uh, they got a little grey, or either of the greys or wines rocking up at their doorstep saying, I want to play for you guys. Um, uh, their uh, muchly touted midfield has been absolutely smacked in the clearances all over the ground. Now, yeah. admittedly, you've got Mummy who's going to dominate the hitouts, yeah. Yeah. which was always expected. Yeah, but I mean, they weren't that far away in hitouts. Hitouts, yeah. we're looking at the stats here, they lost by four um, and got done in the clearances um, two to one. Basically. Look, yeah, the, we, we've seen teams where they've lost the hitouts convincingly and still won clearances. It's not yeah. an uncommon aspect of today's game and how it's played. Although, in fairness, Mummy is one of the better tap ruckmen going around. Yeah, um, he and Gorn tend to find their own players a lot, and their, own, their players rove to the ruckman, which a revolutionary thing that Who would have some, thought it? somehow yeah. has come about, that uh, if you're a ruckman, tapping to your blokes is a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the, turning over the ball just so easily. Oh, that yeah. was the most frustrating thing. Uh, and, oh, I think there was at least seven goals that Port gave to GWS. Probably more. Yeah. yeah, there was a couple of shockers. Yeah. I think that Ken Hinckley's just not a very good coach, to be honest. It could very well be. I think on paper, they are a very, very talented team, but mm. they have players that are the same type of players. They don't have sort of a wide array of different capabilities in that. They've got those fast running players, and so if... You shut down their fast-running game. It seems like they just do not have a plan B. Which, there's no game these days has played fast, flat out for four quarters. You tend to sort of ebb and flow. Like They'll go flat out for the first five minutes and then sort of, you know, recover for a little bit and then flat out again. It's easy to shut down that game these days. Yeah, but you still have to have the option of changing tempo. Yeah, or you need a plan B. We were matching against a team who can shut down that gameplay. You need to have the physicality to be able to put them off the game or yeah. the, the composure to be able to work your way through it like a, a Hawthorne would have. Arrest the other Clearly, team's momentum. Their plan B it. was punch him in the guts. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> you know, I couldn't do that right. Even like from Dixon, you kind of expect it because he's like a 16-year-old that's just hit puberty. And he wants to <laughs> yeah. go around, like we said, he wants to push yeah. everyone. or, or I, I did want to see them put Mumford on him. He's got that big. Yeah. Just to be like, oh, you'd... F- Never mind. He might have got it. There was one big tackle from Mumford. He's allowed one big tackle a week before they go, mate, settle down. Um, I'm trying it's to like remember a, who it was. It's like an over-the-shoulder bouncer. Yeah, yeah exactly. One per over. Um, but then Robbie Gray went for the little... Tummy punch. Yeah, I thought I've never seen that from Robbie Gray before. No, because I mean he's five for nothing. He's get belled the fuck out of it. It was the most aggression Port showed for the whole match. It was must be such frustration for him because we know how skillful and talented he is, Um, and he's been a shining light in the first three weeks. Yeah, um, for him, and now he was kept a little bit more quiet. So he's just it must be absolutely at his bursting point, and he's going. You know, I've got to do something. Look, he's not quite the velvet sledgehammer yet, but I'll tell you what, he's getting there. The honestly, velvet crowbar. Honestly, I'm glad he's frustrated because the supporters are. It, well, actually, crowbar is probably not the right word. <laughs> Let's go the velvet um, ball peen Switchblade. <laughs> the velvet barrel. <laughs> velvet um, butterfly knife. I thought Pittard had some of his 
um, standard shocking turnovers, but actually looked all right for most of it and showed some run. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you're trying to look for the positives for Port, and that's what you can come up with, it says a lot about where they're at. Yeah. Um, and it looks like the uh, the fans have started to turn as well. Um, not immediately turning on Hinkley, but I s- certainly saw a lot of people turn on Michael Voss. <laughs> I thought, geez, mate, I- I've never seen an assistant coach get blamed before. Never. Yeah. Not not to the, the degree. Like you might hear a word or two, but generally you don't even know who assistant coaches are. Mostly, yeah. yeah. But, but uh, uh, mind you, the amount of times we saw players just blast kicking out of the centre straight to the opposition. Uh, you know, you'd, you'd think maybe. Kick it to blokes on your team. I mean, I know it doesn't. Uh, there's plenty of players who don't do it, but I would have thought it'd be a pretty good idea. Uh, I think it just strengthens our chances of getting into the Scots Transport uh, Corporate Box too, because they ain't going to watch the rest of the year. <laughs> Still have not answered my emails to them. It's a shame that the websites are so un- unreliable these days that a simple form won't get through to its desired. Uh, uh, because I'm assuming well, if they did read it, they'd be in touch with us straight away. And we'd say positive things, which I mean, they could use. You did but- use a few big words. Yeah, like please. Yeah. Um, words that they're not used to. Um, <laughs> like free. <laughs> uh, Heath Shaw, I thought, had a good game. Um, kicked three goals for Port Adelaide, which he's a bit unlucky with. Uh, to be honest, I I thought that was a bit of a robber. And you can see him uh, getting in the ump too. He's like, that's three you've given on me. <laughs> I mean, the free kicks were there, like especially the sling tackle. Um, you go, well, he hasn't pinned the arms, but the sling tackle rule's there. So you go... Well, that's what it's there for. If you're not yeah. calling that, then there's no point for having the rule at all. But anyway, he's a bit unlucky. Mm. So, yeah, it's a shame. And Stevie J um, did his job. He's looking like a great pickup for him for yeah. one or two years that he'll stay there. Which, you know, let's be honest, his two goals, that's what they expect from him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those silly, crazy snaps that Stevie J tends to put through nine times out of ten. But they were looking for him for it as well. So it was, uh, oh, he was, he was certainly calling for it. Of course he is. Um, he was calling for it when Port had the ball. And uh, half the time, there were a better chance of hitting him. Um, so anyway, uh, Port Adelaide are in shit, and GWS look like they can actually um, consolidate. Uh, uh, speaking of in the shit, high. I think we all called this last week, didn't we? Well, yes and no. I know I did no. Melbourne because they were 3-1, and I made a profit on that one. Like I said, uh, I talked myself into picking Collingwood for the second time this year. And for the second time, Collingwood have either let me down or just let me revel in... Uh, in seeing them suffer. So you pick Collingwood for the rest of the season then? I'm going to pick Good Collingwood to every, every week. Oh, Anzac Day clash. Oh, can you pick? I don't know. We'll get to yes. that. Yeah. But look, um, Melbourne, again, lots of positives. Jack Watts has played more good than bad this year. Yeah. Yep. Very reliable up forward. Um, it's taken him a while, but um, when you can... It's only four rounds, but he's had three good weeks, one bad week. You, you take that. And, and, oh, and Viney and Gorn... Those two are just they're massive. Yeah, uh, Viney was brilliant. I thought. Yeah, I thought Jack Watts was brilliant. That's why I was talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that Melbourne have had uh, one week on, one week off of playing good footy. So it's good to see someone that has a little bit of consistency across those four games. Yeah, I was going to say, well, are they lost to Essendon, um, beat GWS, yeah. uh, beaten Collingwood now? So yeah, it's not too bad. Not too bad for them at all. Um, yeah. That they're uh, and obviously yeah, two weeks in a row where. Uh, Against last week against North Melbourne, which has been that hardest test to, to date, but they still put 130 points on. So yeah, geez, they've done all right. And coming up against Tigers next week, so they've got the wood over them. Not that you need much wood to beat Tigers these days, but <laughs> not much. A little, little bit of balsa will do it. Yeah, should be a tester of who's going to cop shit from the media for the next week. 
So uh, what's uh, what's going on with Collingwood? What can we do? Because I, I saw a graph today. We can stand back and laugh. <laughs> we can do. Three from 20, uh, no. their, their last... Uh, last 20 matches how can we spin this for Collingwood how can we spin this so it's good for Collingwood Um, well it's good that it's it's really showing how much they are supporting their coach that uh, his his position is not even in question (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's it's good that Travis Cloak kicked two straight yeah, I think uh, if you added up the combined distance from where he kicked them, I don't think he... he definitely not 15. It's a result? Definitely not 15. Um, See, I, I think the positive... I think it's been this better for Collingwood is that they'll be able to um, comp heaps more free uh, return servicemen into Anzac Day this year. Uh, less people <laughs> wanted to go watch that rubbish. Um, it was... Uh, yeah, well, I don't know what their problem is, really. They're just maybe overestimating their own abilities across the board. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, it got so desperate that even Jesse White was a late call-up. Yeah, it's going around in Swan Parade, apparently. How bad that is it thing? that uh, uh, Jesse White's a late call-up, so you don't want to play him, but you've been forced to, and you've got to pay a fine because he wasn't one of their emergencies. Yeah. How do you feel paying a fucking fine to put Jesse White in yourself? <laughs> He's like, mate, you should be paying us. We're one doing him a favour. And we have to pay a fine for it. If you get a fine, at least you can put in, you know, bring back Dacos or something. Give them something to watch. <laughs> I want to see Joffa in there. Yeah, get, put Joffa out there. Why not? I liked, I liked um, Ben Kennedy in there as well, sticking it to the Collingwood players in the centre centre bounces. Did you you, you pick, pick the wrong side, lads. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, good to see from the young fella. I mean, like, when I, like I said, Melbourne three to one and I had money on them, I wasn't betting on Melbourne. I was betting on Ruse out coaching Buckley. And wow. fuck me, that was odds on to happen. It, absolutely. Although I did see uh, Buckley try a few things. Um, not many. Coaching. Yeah, try, <laughs> tried a few different things. Try to move him around a little bit. Um, Aish was trying to get into it, but yeah. Well, the problem was that Aish sees the red and the blue Guernsey and he's just thinking his old man's going to come and beat him up again. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, the old old red legs. Um, his, his old man was a Norwood legend. but um, For about 40 years, I reckon, he played. Yeah, it seemed like it. Um, but it was all positive for the Ds. I mean, that was the real story. Uh, they blew him away at the start and then just... Uh, Collingwood came back and looked all right for parts, but um, never really in trouble. And, uh, yeah, Melbourne cantered home. Which is a good rest because uh, it was exciting games on Saturday night, so you needed something to come down to. Yeah, I, th- I think I was putting in my cauliflower when uh, this game was on. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> I like uh, the headline was uh, from Buckley saying, we disappeared for 40 minutes. It's like, I think he's including himself in that one because I think he fucked <laughs> off for a quarter and a half. Uh, so they disappeared for 40 minutes and then, yeah, for the other 60. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to turn up at half time. Hey guys, what? Oh shit, nah, daylight savings time. I forgot to fucking change the watch. Uh, Collingwood hate it when you move venues on them too. Don't that. <laughs> but not just, like 9.13 is their return. So not only, and the inside 50s were about even from memory. Um, but not only were they inaccurate, they didn't make the shots that they could have had from those inside 50s. Well, I think the story there really is how good were Melbourne. 16-6 is a fantastic return. Mm, yeah. They have 22 mm. scoring shots and 16 of them are through the middle. Um, and they're not all from the goal square. No, um, and to be honest, I wasn't that impressed by Hogan's game. He was okay, but not relying on Hogan is a positive for them as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, exactly. Um, it he, could be a necessity in the next uh, few years. <laughs> <laughs> um, he hasn't uh, set the world on fire just no. yet. Cam Pedersen with two goals, though. I think it's a... Uh, He's shown that he's he's been a good 
He's a Little great. Pickup. He's a great second target up forward. Um, cost him nothing. I also like uh, that they're putting a lot of time um, for Dean Kent um, mm-hmm. because I'm just waiting for the day that a commentator slips up. <laughs> um, we had Carmichael Hunt for a few years, and it, it caught Jared Healy once before the game. Yeah. But uh, Dean Kent, I just oh, if we had a Kiwi umpire, uh, sorry, commentator, that's where we need to branch out. We need a Kiwi commentator um, in there because he's yeah. just going to have great yep. fun once Dean Kent. We got Wayne Schwoss there. Schwatter, what are you doing, mate? He's on the radio. Yeah. I'd like to see. You know, we can get... Uh, Found a way to get Dusty's old man back in the country. <laughs> <laughs> we've, got to, we've got to get a visa for it. <laughs> we could do it. Um, Visas. 405 is what they call. Just put on a million bucks and you come. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but no, all positive. Um, and they got Viney to come back next week too, um, ready for the Tigers. So Melbourne could actually uh, have a winning streak. Yep. Who would have thought it? Um, on to back. the final game for round four. You've got 31 possessions. Uh, North Melbourne doing the job on Fremantle. Burst out of the blocks um, for North. But uh, Frio actually showed that they thought about things and Rossi has a plan B. Well, they scored. I mean, 14-17, they weren't efficient in their scoring. But uh, it's the highest score I've seen them do for, fuck, I don't know, years. Uh, yeah, the, the funny thing is they're 0-4 and they've topped the 100 mark uh, twice mm. this season. Whereas Hawthorne are three and one and haven't got close. Yeah, I don't see like Owen Four is fucking terrible. Don't get me wrong, but they're he's working on their weaknesses. Um, well, what I saw scoring when they got um, blasted early on, he went right. Let's put Pav in the middle and Fife down forward because uh, yeah. Fife yeah. was being shadowed by Jacobs, who's got some nice scalps in his uh, in the last uh, eighteen months. Yeah, and we still reckon Fife isn't a hundred percent. Yeah, so he's gone, all right, chance. let's put him down to the goal square and Ferrito's going to pick him up in the goal square. He's too athletic for Ferrito oh, shit, all yes. day long. Yeah. Um, and Pav has still got some smarts around the pack. He might not have the same athleticism, but he's still a smart user of the ball and a big mm. body. Yeah. I thought it was a great move. Um, and, uh, you know, it certainly arrested the momentum of, of North at the time because they keep five in real quick fashion. Yeah, I think one of the yeah. things that's contributed to Pav being able to do that is he's trimmed down a little bit from last year and looks like he's got that bit of mobility back to be able to play that role of a forward mid mid player. Um, but to be honest, North Melbourne just had too much firepower. Uh, once they got out to the five goals, um, yeah. I mean, Frio did get back and even took the lead at one stage, I think. Yeah, but it never felt threatening. Like, I'm a, as pessimistic a North supporter as you can be because I've been burned too many times. Yeah. But it always seemed like North were just like, yeah, well, we feel confident here. Yeah. We've got yeah. a game in it. Without Mundy, without Sandlin's match in Melbourne, it was always going to be against Frio. Yeah. Uh, but in the past, those are games North have lost, yeah. and this time they haven't. So that's a net win. They tried their hardest. Yeah. Well, they, not as hard as they usually do, yeah. which is which is pretty good. You've had uh, consistency out of Jared Waite for four weeks. Yep. Um, do you reckon, I, I think it's time to call in Asada? There's something going on. <laughs> I think he's off the drugs. He, he's off whatever car we're giving him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's made a full recovery. It's, uh, there's something funny going on there. I don't trust it at all. And one of the things that impressed me about North Melbourne was how strong they were in contested marks around the middle of the ground, especially coming out of defense and from turnovers. You had yep. Ben Brown pushing forward, taking contested marks. Even Cunnington took a couple of strong contested marks. I can't find the actual stat, but they were winning contested possession as well. And I think coming out of defense, that's where you've got to link up. And that's where you hate to see the turnovers that have affected uh, Collingwood and Richmond 
than those other teams Especially that are down the bottom. Against a team like Frio that's going to um, press yeah, forward yeah. so hard. Yeah, so being confident in your, your upfield players and being able to take those strong marks makes a huge difference in being able to free up your players to stroll for, uh, stream forward and not have to worry about being accountable because you're going to turn it over. Shit, yeah. Uh, Cunnington had a beautiful fend-off right in the middle. He was getting tackled, just put his hand right in the middle of the, I think it was uh, Pierce's chest, and just mm. pushed him. Yeah. Uh, just cheer up a body strength. Uh, Daniel Wells had a nice nutmeg too. Actually, Daniel Wells, Wells has match. had a good season. He He's had a brilliant, like, smart use of the ball and just gets into spaces. I tell you yeah. what, um, Nicky Del Santo was always that uh, smart distributor across the half back line. If it, you've got Nicky Dow giving it to Daniel Wells, you've got two blokes you can rely on. Yeah. And yeah. that makes a massive difference. I mean, that's Hawthorne-like when you've got Gibson, Burgoyne, Hodge. Yeah. You've know, got more than one person that makes that smart decision. Problem is, we've also got uh, McDonald and Wright, who tend they, to... They, for, for half the game, they're good, and then all of a sudden, they handball the opposition. For all your meat, you've got to have your potatoes. Yeah, you've, got, you've got a spanger in there. Yeah. yeah. We've already got Spud, um, which uh, I did see a comment was uh, Pavlich and um, Spud having a nose-off. <laughs> oh, uh, Frida, I'm not sure uh, who wins that one. Uh, no, it's Pav still got him covered. Right? <laughs> Even Goldstein's like, mate, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm not here. Pav's almost got two summits on his. You're like the halfway, and then you've got like the real top. He's got the base camp. Yeah. You know, check it out. Yeah. There's a nice little gozzy just there. You can move on to that one. But uh, Sam Gibson, best uh, game I've seen him return for quite some time. Yeah, kick, kick three. Um, lots of run through the middle. But I mean, I think that was... Um, the the story for the day for North was those uh, they're able to create those half chances and yeah. uh, we got guys like Higgins and Gibson mm-hmm. um, that were they were taking them um, you know you, and they had nice t- little spread of goal kickers ten players with twenty or more possessions which is a really good spread and what you need to and, and nobody with thirty yeah yeah and that's the thing nobody mm-hmm. dominated it yeah but um, nothing I liked uh, with you know a few uh, about a minute left on the clock I think it was uh, Ben Brown's got the kick. Uh, just near the point post. He's looked up at the scoreboard and seen the 25-second countdown bit down to 24, 23. And just waited. And just hand on the hip just yet. 22, 21, yep. Five, four, three. All right, now start now moving. Now go. Um, very much a veteran move. Very and I wouldn't, cheeky. Be su- wouldn't be surprised if Boomer Harvey was in his ear at some stage about that. <laughs> yeah. With hands, mate, hands. <laughs> he would have been doing that too, for sure. Mate, I... I- Either he was calling for the hands, or I'll, I'll give you a, a spark by Boomer. Spark by Boomer. Half price, I'll give you a spark by Boomer. Half price. But, um, oh, yeah, Waite had some good, fantastic marks. And I think he actually uh, assisted in about four goals as well. It's very unusual. I, 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 I'd be concerned if I was if I was somebody at North. I'd be worried. I'd be self-reporting. Yeah, something's going on. I'd say, if you're... Um, looking at Casbold or something you think he might come good in a year or two if he leaves Carlton I'm going to say he's got to go to another club uh, so anyway but what does it mean for Ross Lyon I mean Owen four. Um, he's heard every knock knock joke you've got <laughs> you reckon he's got people ringing up he's just like fuck off no knock knock just answer it come on oh you can't write him off just yet um, but Geez, you'd feel like it. Like they're, well, they're not going to start favourites in the next five games. I think uh, six losses for the year is about all you can afford to make top four. Yeah, they and they're not f- making top four. They've got four of them in the bank already. So. And it's just yeah. the lack of confidence they have on the field. It's showing. They look shit, in their play. Yeah, just second-guess themselves. And yeah, not doesn't seem like a whole lot of talking. No, doesn't look like a whole lot of deliberation in their actions. It's just get it, bang it on the boot, 
Yeah, hope for the best. Like we said, they've scored 100 points twice this year, which is probably one less than what they did all of last year. I don't know yeah. if that's right or not, but do you reckon there's a part of him that's going, see, see, offense doesn't win. <laughs> I think he's Told prob- you all so. I think he's probably just gone too far one direction and they'll draw it back and we'll see a much more lethal Frio team once they're, you know, I think um, the big fella's probably about six to eight weeks yeah. away, they reckon. He might be not coming back for quite some well, time. There are reports that he had a rib removed during the weekend. It turns out to be bullshit, but don't let that get in the way. (laughs) That rib that is removed, they're actually going to implant it into Fife's uh, thigh and uh, try and uh, replace his leg so they can get uh, two players back up. Just splint it to his femur. (laughs) The best. Uh, Actually, uh, if you've got a a spare couple of bucks, get on north of the flag because the last time north lost two uh, prelims in a row was 94-95. And 96, they won the first three games and managed to win the flag that year. So, oh, story checks out. North are definitely going to win. There are certainly then. I'll tell you what. North of uh, the, the joke has been that, you know, they struggle for supporters, but they've been popping up out of the fucking woodwork. Oh, shit, yes, they have. Uh, yeah, we're on top. We're on top. Hey, hey, guys, um, remember me? I, I, was, I was there. You know, we've still got players like Sam... Gibson, Gibson, yeah, he's yeah. one of ours. Yeah, all of a sudden the comments without flares on Reddit yeah. suddenly have North flares. There's a lot of people coming up saying Gibson's. Geez, he's changed from what I remember. <laughs> so you want your windows washed or what? <laughs> all right, so that wraps up uh, round four, which is in the books. Uh, so let's have a look forward to round five. We've got a cracker Friday night at the G. Um, still waiting for that email from Scott's Transport. This could so. be the best Friday night game we've had yet. I think. Yeah, well, I know Richard have been yeah, two of them. They're not smashing a lot out. <laughs> Hawthorne Crows at the MCG. Um, am I too pessimistic to say I think the Crows are better all over the ground? Yeah. I think you are a bit. Yeah. Um, let, uh, Crows are uh, a, a top eight side for sure. If I, this was at Adelaide Oval, you oh, wouldn't hesitate. Absolutely. I would be on the Crows if it was Adelaide Oval, but it's not. Um, and also, I think they do miss a little bit of smart decision making in the mid which you know everyone's going to always talk about Dangerfield I mean they've got Thompson who is uh, when it comes to decision making is as good as Mitchell and that's as big a compliment as I can give Um, but they don't have a Burgoyne they've got a Mitchell but not a Burgoyne that's the other good point too it is Burgoyne's 300th game as well Um, oh Hawks are fucked then so that is the only bright light for Port Adelaide supporters is that they can (laughs) see highlight packages of Burgoyne during the week unfortunately most of them are going to be getting medals while he's in a Hawthorne jersey but uh, never mind Uh, I I think the holes will be in um, being able to deal with the pressure and the cool heads of Hawthorne's back line I I think Adelaide need to convert if they're going to win Um, if they score you know 15 goals 18 they lose if they can make a 20-goal 10, they win. Well, Hawthorne need to play better because they can't be lucky three weeks in a row. Uh, on to the SCG for Saturday, Sydney Swans and the West Coast Eagles. I mean, they'll be pulling out highlight packages from 05, 06 and 07 where they had uh, that massive run of tight finishes. I think they had three one-point games in a row. Mm. So they'll be yeah. looking to, to go back to those days. But I'll tell you what, four weeks in a row, Buddy's kicked four goals. He's due for a breakout. I think this it's going to happen sooner or later. He's yeah. going to kick eight or nine, and it could be this week. So back I think the SCG too. back of the SCG, yep. that midfield of the Sydney Swans is looking good. Yep. And West Coast, even though they give the Tigers a bathing, not that convincing. Yeah, um, I think that uh, they can't afford to relax against Sydney in Sydney, especially coming off their first loss for the year. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a long trip, um, so. 
two top quality sides. I mean, th- we expect Sydney and West Coast to be in the argument for top four. Yep. Uh, I don't think uh, anyone's going to uh, disparage that. But um, oh, it could go either way. Um, I think Buddy, if he kicks two or three, West Coast is going to win. Oh, if, he, if he has a bag, uh, Sydney win. Um, Nick Nat versus uh, Sinclair and Tippett would be interesting. You know, without Lysette there, obviously. Yeah. I think Tippett matches up against him pretty well. He's um, he's not as mobile. He's not as mobile, but he's got a, a very, very good leap. And Nat he, Nui's got a crazy he's leap. He's going to force Nat Nui to defend a lot more than what he'd mm. like to. I think they'll split the Jews against Nat Nui. I don't think I you think can you have, have Tippett just run all the way around because yeah. the other thing is you can put Tippett in the forward lines and make Nat Nui have to be accountable for him on the other end. So you can play it both ways there as well. I, th- I think Sydney will win because the experience they've got on the SCG, uh, I think they'll shut down West Coast running game. Yeah, yep. Longmire versus Simpson. Mm. Which, uh, yeah, old teammates. Uh, yeah, should be. Uh, I'm not sure if they played together. Uh, I reckon they probably would have. Might uh, have been a slight overlap. Yeah, um, maybe around '97, '98. I'm going to say they probably would have been. I think they're both Premiership players from '99. Yeah, well, they would have. Yeah, I, no, I, I think so. But Longmire wasn't. Uh, no, never mind. Anyway, Bulldogs in Brisbane at Etihad Stadium. Hang I think missed one. Uh, Gold Coast versus North, nobody cares. Um, <laughs> now nah, Gold Coast versus North, I did skip that one. I didn't mean to. Um, up there, Gold Coast been a bit of a bogey side for North. They have. Um, without Mays, though, and with Waite having a bit of a blinder, I think it's going to be very interesting because who does Jacobs go to? Does he go to Ablett? Hall. Or Hall? Hall? I um, think you go to Hall to start with. Lord, I think Jacobs on Ablett might cost Ablett maybe... Five possession for the match. Yep. Jacobs on Hall has the potential to cut his possessions in half. Yeah. So I think you have a greater impact if you cut Hall out of the game. Because Ablett, no player can stop Ablett if he's in full flight. Uh, you just can't. And I think you've got to go on form. And Hall's been, mm. I think he's second in the competition for disposals at the minute. So. And you'd probably say, um, have Cunnington or Zeeble line up on Ablett. They're not as, and, not as good as him, don't get me wrong. But they're, I'd say they're harder. They try and uh, run him the other way. I'll just try and make sure every time he gets the ball, he's tackled. Uh, every single time, pin the arms as much as possible. You give away a free kick or two, you wear that. Because uh, Ablett uh, stationary giving a free kick is better than Ablett running yep. finding options. What about big Tommy Lynch up forward? Because he is, he is the chance to take it away. Because he, the way he's marking it lately. Yeah, but uh, Taron has been doing bloody well too. It's, it's a great matchup, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, look, it could go absolutely either way. Uh, either player could have a, a day out and if Tarrant has a good day and makes good decisions which is scary because he has been um, North are going to smash them if the, the if reason not, I bring it up was last time the North made this trip Charlie Dixon had a day out like he's never had before he made Thompson look second rate yeah so if Lynch has a day like that you never know well I, I don't expect Thompson to be on Lynch um, just because Lynch would give him a bath um, I would expect Tarrant to get the match up and I think he'll do alright it would kind of be very typical of both sides if um, Gold Coast lose to the winless um, Brisbane Lions one week and then beat the undefeated North Melbourne the next <laughs> week and North Melbourne to do on, be on the other end of that. It's just, it fits both sides. But um, no, I think North will be 5-0. Oh. Well, the, th- the thing is with that, I'm as, I'm as likely to get carried away as anyone, but North are 5-0 oh against maybe one team that we expect to play in the finals. So while I'm quite happy being undefeated at the top of the ladder, it, it, there's no tests until we play Sydney. Is that Team Adelaide? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I was just wondering because, like, Frio, you're like, yeah, we're putting a line through them. Are you probably almost, almost. You don't. We don't close, expect yeah, them to play finals. Yeah, exactly. They, they probably should. They can. Yeah. They're in that sort of uh, six to twelve bracket. Yes. Where we'll, we think they'll finish. 
All right, Bulldogs Lions at Etihad Stadium. Um, I think the Bulldogs have just got too much class. Even though they lose Johansson, they've got um, Eastern Wood to come back in. Oh, look, last week you would have said this would be a walkover. Now you might you might get a bit out of there. Uh, It'll still be a, a Bulldogs win, but yeah. Bulldogs always have players that will step up, yep. uh, young players step up. And the good thing about it is one person gets injured and you just learn about another star of the future. Because yeah. there's people who never heard their name. Them. And it's Etihad. And geez, yep. they're, they're tough to yeah. be there. Brisbane yep. don't travel. Uh, Port Adelaide hosting Geelong. There is absolutely no reason that Port should be a chance in this one, which is why they'll win it. There's no reason. Over over at Adelaide Oval. Um, Do you reckon half the supporters are going to be Crows fans turning up to give Danger some shit? Well, actually, I do have some inside mail on this one. Uh, There's been an early uh, selection uh, change. Out, C. Dixon. In, T. Arps. (laughs) <laughs> they're coming back I tell you what if they lose this one they're going to be starting pulling them out of the sheds again it's just pretty cheeky to put over Port's goals <laughs> you'll never tear us apart who's going to microwave the memberships quicker Richmond or Port oh, Port have got to go steal the microwave first so <laughs> once that's happened after they've stolen the membership <laughs> oh those scarves I'll tell you what they sh- should have a, uh, on their YouTube how to tie a noose um Look, if Geelong kicks straight, it's over. But if they kick shit like they did last week, and they have once or twice this year, um, I think if they give Port half a sniff at home, they could come in. Look, the thing I find funny about this is Port are just as likely to turn it on, have a fucking smash, and do a Richmond on them. Show promise, show excitement, get the the supporters thinking, oh, we turned it around, and then just next week, nah. Um, Moving on to Sunday, how good is St Kilda versus the Giants at Etihad Stadium after last week what St Kilda showed? Yeah. It's going to be a cracker. Um, this could be such a fast-paced game. I, I hope so. Uh, Giants are my favourite team to watch. Um, yeah, they because are great I'm, to watch. I'm not invested in them. They're not a young side either. I think you can be fooled just yeah. thinking they're young. But yeah. uh, when you've got you know, Mumford, Shaw, Johnson, yeah. um, Patful, there's a lot of experience there. Well, I think uh, Patful's 200th. Uh, was it last week or this week? Uh, last week, I believe okay. it was. Yeah, yep. I um, think it was. I do remember hearing that. And it's kind of funny because you remember him... I only remember him as a GWS player because uh, that's when he's been given the most responsibility. But, oh, and because he played for Brisbane and nobody watched those yeah, games. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Giants have got a, a really nice mix at the moment and I, I kind of feel maybe St Kilda put it all on the line last week and might have trouble getting up. Uh, Frio v Carlton in uh, the Battle of the Wooden Spooners. <laughs> minute, Spoon Bowl. The O must go for one of them. Um, okay. Interesting, if Carlton lose, that means uh, lifetime Brennan Bolton is now fi- uh, uh, 50-50. So five wins, really? five losses. Because he had 5-0 and at Hawthorne, and he's 0-4 at Carlton at the minute. Oh, yeah. Um, you feel like it's over in uh, Perth, though, so you think Fremantle are finally going to shake the cobwebs. Absolutely. You'd hope so, yeah. yeah. Um, Freo's biggest weakness is always going to be, without Sandilands, their backup ruck stocks are shit. Um, Carlton. Carlton's ruck socks are just shit. I can say Carlton don't have a first up rucks. Yeah. So. Um, on to big Sunday night game at the MCG. We got Melbourne versus Richmond, and Joshua, you've got your uh, Richmond bandwagon weather report. Oh, it's always exciting when uh, Richmond are up and about. But um, yeah, so, you know, last week, I haven't got that good of a memory. No. Um, <laughs> last week we were seeing familiar weather patterns with a strong Wesley blowing away most of the team. Uh, expected low tide to support for the coach will continue throughout the week with more backward steps than Michael Jackson. Forecast looks foreboding with heavy downpour of microwave memberships expected if the Tigers don't show up and the bandwagon is now lighter than it's been in years with seven-month forecasters for a short-term pain and a new coach. Facing up against Melbourne who will have Viney back and after two great weeks 
Um, it's really going to be tough for uh, for Richmond. Viney's back. Uh, Viney, Vince, Bernie Vince. I was going to say, yeah. where'd Viney go? Uh, he's back. Well, he went home after the game last week, <laughs> had a shower, he's gone back to training, now he's back. Fair enough. Um, and he's brought v- Bernie Vince, he picked him up along oh, the way. Great job then. He's, uh, he's picked him up in the, uh, well, he's playing for Melbourne, so it's probably just a chauffeur it's vehicle. Almost as if Melbourne have too much to lose in this one. And yep. they haven't had anything to lose in five years. I see. I, I think Melbourne are a damn good chance with this one, just because Richmond are playing with their heads down, and they're kind of looking at this with hope rather than with expectation. They, um, they'd be clear favourites, surely. Oh, I, I don't think so. I think they're not clear favourites. They are favourites, but they're not yeah. clear favourites. Melbourne. That's astounding. Melbourne are slight favourites. I just think the, a lot of people in the Melbourne supporter group, the Coterie, have a bit of cash, and they're not quite willing to risk it just yet. <laughs> they, they can't get it out quick enough. That's it. They've got to go through the accountant. <laughs> they, sort of they've got to draw it. the shares out. Yeah. They've liquid, got, just, they've just got to make it liquid. But, uh, um, Brenton, how are you feeling about your boys? Um, never confident ever going to watch <laughs> Richmond, and especially Melbourne got the win on us. It seems Melbourne have been shitter in the past five years, and they always managed to beat it. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So now they've got a bit of talent around the field. It's going to be tough for us to get ahead of this one. It could be turning the tables because, you know, Melbourne, when they were shit, they'd have one or two good wins for the year yeah. and Tigers would be one of them. Yeah. So maybe now you're shit and your first good win of the year well, would be Melbourne. Yeah, scratch my back, scratch yours, that sort of That's thing. Going on. Well, I actually think the teams match up pretty well. Uh, you look at the way Lumumba and Hooli play and both of them are willing to run rather than make smart decisions. <laughs> yeah. um, Rance is going to be another key player, uh, a key matchup this week. Like, do they put him on Hogan or do they put him on Pedersen? Or? Well, you've got to put him on Hogan, but that's the problem. Hogan's been quiet for four weeks, and I think his first good game last year was against Rance. 
Rance needs to yeah. step up. Rance yeah, yeah. Town last, last Hogan's a lot yeah. more mobile than a lot of the guys Rance normally plays on. Yeah, he, he it usually could be reason to put on watch depending on how their structure is. But I yeah. think generally you put him at, at fullback and just see who goes to him. Yeah, a little bit like that. And finally, Anzac Day on uh, on Monday. So we've got Collingwood versus Essendon. Um, this is one of those games where they might be just as shit as each other, which will make it a good contest, and that's all you're hoping for. Yeah. Look, um, I'm. I'm on uh, worst fold to MacGyver's way out of this one. I reckon Essen will get up. It's very much a MacGyver team, aren't they? The bad news bombers. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not entirely betting on Essendon. I'm just betting against Collingwood. Yeah. Are we betting on heads all day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come in, spinner. All right, that'll do us for round five. Um, yeah, it looks to be an exciting round again. Like we all say, always say, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, you know, at Clicking Balls. Yep, we're on SoundCloud too. We're on SoundCloud, and you can even send us an email at podcast at clickingballs.com. Yep. All right, thank you very much. See you next Tuesday. Peace. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 